What have we got left to look forward to? Us refugees. The flotsam and jetsam of death. Maybe. If we still deserve such a thing as mercy, we find each other. Okay, welcome back to the Being Human cast, and I have a very special guest with us uh, this time. Um, would the special guest like to introduce herself? Hi, I'm Rebecca. Um, I'm looking after the um, all of the online stuff for Being Human this year. Yeah. So I've yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah. So you are what was formerly Barry, I guess. Uh, Actually, I'm I'm a mixture. Last year there was Garrett, the exec producer, yeah. and Barry, who was the online uh, editor, and I'm doing uh, both of their jobs. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, because I'm a girl, I can do lots of things at once. You know. <laughs> this is true. Um, <laughs> I'm barely capable of one thing at once, let alone more than one. So. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I mean the, the first thing, obviously, from um, to put this in context, is it'll probably be a little while until this comes out. By the time it's edited and stuff, we're recording this on the Monday night after the first episode of season four aired yeah. last night. Um, so obviously, I you know I speak on behalf of all South Park being human fans by saying you know you, you killed George, you bastards. So oh. I mean we knew it was coming, but first episode, I was I, that was. Okay, I mean, I was surprised by that. Um, but I must admit, I'm one of these people that, even though I do the podcast, I do try to avoid reading too much stuff before the season starts to get too spoiled on things. Yeah. Because um, I still like to get the odd surprise along the way. So, uh, yeah, the way it went, I thought was fantastic. Uh, I just wasn't expecting. I thought it'd be like you know episode seven or eight or something. You'd you know have the big finale type end and no, we're gone. It's like whoa, okay. Yeah, well, I guess I guess um, there's a couple of things. First of all, there's definitely a feeling that that the original trio, their storyline, their collective storyline, had come to some was coming to some near end I think and it was I think it must have been really hard for the writers because they must have sat down and said right do we move the series forward as quickly as possible in series four you know and take a you know and start introducing new characters and and get a look get on with the you know I guess the new arcs and the new development um and tie up I suppose the George Mitchell Nina arcs like finish them off so that you can quickly move on or do you keep going right through to the end of series four you know and then ask people to potentially invest in in a new set of characters in the in the following series so I suppose it was a difficult um decision for the writers and I but I think they got it right because even though it was quite shocking and um obviously devastating to lose someone as brilliant as Russell I think they were able to um 
really, if you'd never seen this, the show, you could come in next episode and I think really, you know, jump in now because it does feel like there's a new beginning coming. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. It's um, – I, I know at the end of season three, I made the, the comments some, you know, some friends and stuff that in a way – you know, I'd rather that they ended then than carried on just dragging it out for the sake of, you know, because you get a lot of shows, and I'm not going to start naming them, but you do get a lot of shows where you can oh, tell as fans the point where you think that show ended then, but he just kept going because somebody somewhere thought, well, I can make money from this. So the writers just keep churning out stuff, which is nowhere near as good, and it diminishes the whole. And I was really worried. It was like, well, it felt like we got to the end, as you said, of like the main three, you know, character stories, and it was like, well, you know, what are they going to do? They either need to do something big and brash and move this on, or they just going to have to, um, you know, otherwise they'll potentially ruin it. So much as I was surprised, I think, yeah, I think they made the right decision because if they're going to give the new, like this new being human, a chance, they need to draw the line of the sand early on so we could really then get into into investing these new characters because for me that's what the show is always about and that really is my big worry now um is that being human was always more about the rea- the relationships between the people you know i've said this before on the podcast but you know we we i forget sometimes that there was a vampire werewolf and a ghost there's just three friends dealing with crap that comes along in their lives um mm, and it's yeah. and that for me was always more about what the show about the supernatural bit of it was just essentially that it's like macgyvers to move the plot along the plot was really about the relationships between these people and looking at the episode one the fact we've gone from what was a fairly small sort of in a way like a small world with the three of them and stuff into this bigger more epic sort of plot line now more of like an underworldy type thing going on with werewolves and vampires and big world changing plots and stuff you know i'm hoping that we don't lose that yeah that relationship vibe still but you know um yeah toby hasn't done us wrong so far (laughs) and uh you know i've got faith that he's going to build up these new families of people these new relationships and stuff even if there's a more epic scope to the storyline behind it so uh yeah, it's interesting. It feels very much like... I mean, I loved last night's show, but it felt like I was watching a different show to what I've watched before. Um, yeah. And it's going to be fun. Let's see how that well, goes. Actually, I'll tell you, there was, a, there was a funny... When we were preparing for the new series, um, I had a phone call from the guys uh, at, at the BBC saying, oh, we need some new copy for the, for the front page, you know. It says, comedy drama series about 320-something housemates trying to live normal lives despite struggling with unusual afflictions. One's a werewolf, one's a vampire, and the other is a ghost. And that's always been the sort of, I suppose, the premise, the logline for the series. And they said, oh, we need it. And I, and I said, well, no, we don't, actually, because that is still the very much the heart of the show. And I think... See, you know, the first episode was had to deal with it a lot <laughs> because it had to. Yeah. Um, it was an exposition I, frenzy. <laughs> it was. 
it was, you know, and some people loved that, you know. I think it's it, we have to remember like there's two there's two um two two ways to look at it. Some people loved the fact that it was action packed and a bit more epic and all of those things. But the people that have followed the series, you know, through from the beginning, they have a real connection with that domestic comedy um really gentle I suppose element of the series and I can definitely tell you that that is still at its heart and you'll start to see that next week yeah no it was um it, it was a double-edged thing really because you're watching it thinking wow we don't normally get this much information it's like it's great Toby's telling us all this fantastic stuff and there's history here and bits in the future and stuff and and so you think comment if he's telling us this much how much more must there be? Because if you put this in like ratio to how much he normally tells us to how much we don't know, I was thinking, well, if he's telling us this much now, dear God, it's like, yeah, <laughs> where the hell's this thing going? So, yeah. Anyway, I, I guess um, just going back to the beginning of the conversation a little bit when you were explaining about how your role differs and stuff. Um, for you know, for the sake of us that don't know much about you, do you want to tell? our listeners a little bit about sort of your background and uh, how you ended up uh, working on the show that we all love? Uh, yeah, so um, I, I've i been working in TV for many years, but um, recently my big thing's animation. And uh, I've worked on a lot of um, animated series, superheroes, <laughs> uh, comedies, all sorts for kids. Um, but my my kind of love is really is communities and online and storytelling online. That's something that I've been sort of specialising in really. And so when I got the call saying, you know, there's there's this position, it's at um, Zodiac, it's uh, working on being human. I was so excited because one of you know, I mean, as a, a, a on a personal level this is totally my bag (laughs) I mean I'm a I'm a walking dead fanatic a true blood fanatic being human fanatic you know I love anything like that I'm obsessed with it you know yeah and I haven't haven't watched because true blood started last night as well and I haven't watched that yet because I only watched (laughs) being human last night so I got that recorded oh my god yeah walking dead starts again on fx doesn't it uh, and Game of Thrones is coming up. I mean, it's a dream for everyone. But the thing is, well, I've actually seen all of this episode of this series of True Blood. That's a bit naughty, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to Walking Dead. But anyway, so when they yes. called me and said... Sorry, yeah, we mustn't talk about Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just as a quick aside on Walking Dead, though, it is the most traumatic show I watch. I mean, the great thing about being human is because Toby mixes the light bits, the dark bits and stuff, you can make your way through the dark bits. But Walking Dead, Jesus, I get to the end of an episode and sometimes I'm a wreck. Like the end, I mean, I won't say for people that haven't watched it, but my God, the end of the uh, uh, the I last know, series. Yeah. Season, I was a wreck. Season two, episode eight was one of the most horrific. Oh. 60 yeah. minutes of television I've watched. I know, you get to, I mean, I've watched things like, you know, Battlestar and stuff when that was on. There was episodes of that which were sort of epic enough that you were like on the edge of your seat, but nothing quite emotionally exhausts me as much as watching The Walking Dead. It's like, bloody hell. And, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, mean, I, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Dragon Con in Atlanta 
um, last year and the year before. It, I, I, the other reason why I loved the first season of that is that I watched the beginning bit where you see him riding on the horse and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I stayed in the hotel. I'm like, hey, I went there. And uh, it's really cool. <laughs> I just have a little <laughs> geeky thing of saying, like, yeah, well, I remember that bit. Anyway, I digressed completely, which is what I normally do because I'm male. I can only think of one thing at a time. So, um, anyway, you were busy saying about how you this is all your bag and how yeah. you got the call. Yeah, and and so I was really thrilled, and I left um, I left quite a, a a great job actually at Cartoon Network um, in original series and development, where I was working with some really great shows actually, and. And, but I couldn't resist the call of the wolf. <laughs> I was like straight, I took it straight away and, and um, came and, and did a handover with Garrett in November and was just so overwhelmed with how much there was to do and how massive the job was going to be. And, I mean, since I've started, it's been, it's been chaos and crazy and so busy I mean, last night I was almost in tears at points. I was like sweating. I was kind of yelling, go and get me another beer, you know, across the room. <laughs> just like it was absolutely crazy and and just so, so thrilling and rewarding to see, you know, it trending number one on Twitter and everyone just loving it it was it was quite quite an exciting night yeah we get a bit obsessive don't we on on twitter at the start of the episode it's like yes everyone tweet now tweet 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 (laughs) it's really great though because when you look at the viewing figures um for something like being human up against what it was up against last night sorry there was other programs on last night yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know crazy madness yeah who'd think of that (laughs) <laughs> when you look at the num the percentage, so for the bit for BBC the numbers are massive and they are really really massive, but um, the other channels had really really big shows on as well and the main terrestrial channels always have huge 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 viewing figures, but they cannot raise an army online like <laughs> being human can. It's it's astounding. It's like you know, a, a lot, a lot less audience than was on BBC One last night, but they are die-hard, wonderful, wonderful fans. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, it's a scary thing to behold where where that Twitter just gets completely taken over by this, you know, little, you know, relatively speaking, you say little show. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's great. Well, at least it knocks Justin Bieber off, or whatever his name is, off the top thing for a few minutes. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, uh, no, I mean it, it's um, yeah, it, it's always amazing just seeing how everyone gets so excited, and also it, it's you know, as you said, the amount of stuff that you, the content that you and the online team produce. I mean, it is a complete nightmare if you're a fan of the show um and you're busy <laughs> because oh. you know if you've got a busy life because it's like you know whenever the build-up to the start of the season it's like okay it's like literally now i know for the next eight weeks every day i've got to find probably half an hour a day to go online and check the blog <laughs> because there'll be some bit going on it's like it's like you love it coming back at part you might back you might think okay well at least in eight weeks time i get back some of my day because there's just so much. I don't want, you know, I don't know of any other show that produces such a massive amount 
uh, content. I mean, last year, obviously, we had the, uh, the whole Becoming Human stuff as well. So there's a whole extra show running mm. um, as well. And uh, it's, it's uh, staggering, <laughs> the amount of content that, um, that you, you produce. So, I mean, obviously, I, mean, I take it you're not doing this all by yourself. Have you got a number of people working with you producing this stuff or...? Well, so when I came in, um, I don't know how 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 soon um, before I came in, Barry had left, but certainly Garrett, um, I just took over from. But they'd had they had a huge crew working last year, so working going down to the sets, filming the um, additional content, fo- f- f- photography going on, you know, building of 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 the scrolls and all, I mean, all sorts of stuff went into it. Um, but a lot of that was winding down when I came in. So I just, I just jumped in at the tail end and took, and I'm sort of rolling it out, I suppose is the best way to, to describe it. Mm. So at the moment it's me and a guy called John and, uh, John's just getting up to speed now because I've realized I came in last week and I said, I said to my uh, the new boss at Zodiac, I said, so basically if I get sick, we're screwed. <laughs> I need <laughs> I need to have a night off <laughs> in the next eight weeks. So basically we go hermetically seal Rebecca for eight weeks <laughs> and no one's allowed in unless they're wearing full nuclear biological warfare suits and stuff. You know? <laughs> but it's like because I can't take any time off at, at all really and you know it's it, I've got to be there when all the blog posts go up I've got to be coordinating this sort of letting everyone know that's happening and also the thing is that, that I really really want to do that's important to me is I want to try and answer as many of the questions that are asked and speak to as many of the fans that speak to me and I realized last night that was just going to be impossible it was an impossible task I, I was tweeted so many times by the end of it I was just like I'm gonna have to give up on this idea because it's it's too much (laughs) but I want to give everyone attention because of course Barry was so loved and um and I I realized that it's quite difficult for the fans to take somebody taking his place I suppose so yeah (laughs) I I guess the, the advantage that because Barry was there from right at the start sort of thing that uh, when it was you know because I, I remember um the the first time i sort of met barry was at the um the season two launch back when the bbc had a little bit more money and they yeah. did the, they did the whole london launch of the second season and stuff um and you could go online and get tickets and uh similar weather to what we've had the last couple of days here in the uk so i remember um it was 50 50 on the evening but when i was going to get the train down to london and in the end, sort of, despite the better advice of my entire family that, hey, I might end up being stuck in London, I went anyway. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was very glad I did. But, yeah, I mean, Barry was there that night filming stuff. Um, and, um, yeah, I had a very quick word with him then. And stuff. But because he was there from the beginning, when the number of fans online was smaller, it sort of like it built up while he was there it's a lot easier to be in that sort of initial growth phase to come in as you said when there's like an army of online people um yeah all of them um you know clamoring for you and 
yeah, things like um, that was. I mean, I met Sinead briefly that mm-hmm. night, um, and she actually knew who you were from your online ID from people that she'd been tweeting with and stuff. You know, <laughs> um, so which is quite scary. <laughs> but uh, you know, but I guess it's again because at that point in time, whereas there was a lot of us tweeting, it wasn't anything compared to what it is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I can see how that's. That's a challenge for you, but uh, yeah, no. If you try and answer every single one of those messages last night, you just—I it can imagine that would just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in quite a state by the time I got to bed. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> I, no, sent, I, I sent an email to everyone at the at the BBC and everyone saying, "I've just finished. I'm bloody exhausted." <laughs> that was, and I, I could see why it took two people last year. <laughs> I was just knackered. But, it, you know, it was great. It was great. No, I, I literally, I mean, I, I I tweet normally in the, like 15, 20 minutes up until the start of the episode if I can. I then just turn my phone off. Um, I can't tweet while I'm watching it. I just can't manage to do those two things, you know. Um, but I just <laughs> can't, you know. So I watch the end of the show and I'll tweet for a little bit at the end. Um and that, that's pretty much it. Then I'll come back and look at the blog later on and things. But, uh, but yeah, I know that other people that, um, that manage to find more time and stuff, they'll just all through the show and after the show. And, uh, yeah, it's a huge amount of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, obviously I, I mentioned that, you know, last year we had... Um, you know the whole be- you know becoming human sort of thing and extra stuff. Is there going to be any sort of big extra type things going on that you're allowed to talk to us about online, or is it just you know? From the, I mean, obviously we've seen a little bit so far around the scrolls and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, so so I guess um, there's going to be a piece of content going up every day, which is the main thing that we're sort of saying. So everyone, everyone knows to go back um, and and check every day what what's gone up. And and some of those, some of the things that go up will will have clues in them. They'll all have something that you'll maybe notice in an episode, or will tie up a loose end, or something like that. But other things will be a little bit more important than that. Um, we do have some additional scenes. We have, uh, you know, all sorts of little different pieces, really. But the main, I suppose, the main thread, and it's quite, it's quite an interesting thing to see how it goes with everyone. Actually, is the scrolls because they are bloody difficult, you know, <laughs> and uh, and it's going to be a hard task for everyone to try and um, to figure them out. But um, I've already been told by the guys up at Touch Paper that I should never underestimate anyone <laughs> because, <laughs> because um, you'll probably all be way more onto it than I was. But it took me a while to get my head around them. Uh, but the, the, the scrolls are really fun because actually it unlocks um, the key to the season. So when they start, which I think is in maybe tomorrow night, in fact, I think the first scroll of the second set goes up. Um, so when that goes up, it's going to be hopefully really interesting to see you know, how, how it's worked out and how everyone sort of figures things out. Mm. Yeah, no, I am notoriously bad at working these things out, but uh, I, I know what you mean. There's, you know, the, it, it's, 
you haven't just got one person individually trying to figure these things out. What you're going to have is the collective intelligence of everybody that contributes on those blogs bouncing off each other. And uh, it's surprising how powerful that is at figuring things out. Uh, um, do you know? Uh, do you know? One of the things that's really been quite sort of stunning for me to watch was sometimes somebody will say something on the blog and I, and I have to sit there and stop from getting terribly depressed because it's so correct and they shouldn't know it yet. <laughs> so, um, but luckily, because of the pace and the creativity of everyone on there, it's usually moved on from <laughs> quite quickly. And yeah, then, don't, and, don't reply to those ones. Yeah. And another theory emerges <laughs> later down the line, which 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 is is taken, and everyone's running away with that one. But it it amazes me constantly, you know, how quickly, um, or or, or how somebody can throw aside a theory which turns out to be, you know, more true than they could ever guess. But I suppose, you know, you guys have been following it for years now, so you, you, you must know what to expect, even if that is to expect the unexpected. You must have a kind of a good way of um, of sniffing out what Toby's about, you know? Well, I think I think the, the blind side of it for most of us this year is I think you're right. I think by season, you know, by the third season, we'd got pretty good at that sort of stuff because we knew the characters and we sort of knew you know you know you knew you you sort of view view them as as people and you know the boundaries which they operate within and mm. um and the writers equally are constrained by they're not going to do anything really too radical outside of that because it wouldn't seem real for the character so knowing that you can start thinking, well, that's probably not a likely, you know, is that the, what's going on? No, because George would never do that to Nina or saying, or, you know, that wouldn't happen because, you know, um, Mitchell wouldn't ever behave in that way or, or whatever, you know. So you had that framework to guess within. The problem is now is because the, you know, essentially that's all been torn up and thrown away. We've only got Annie left that we know, but we don't, we've never known Annie in the context when she hasn't had, Mitchell and George to support her. Mm. So to a great extent, it, it's it's like we're right back at the beginning again. We haven't really got anything to go on. Um, we have no idea what direction Toby's go go in, and uh, I think that's what makes it quite exciting as well. Is that it's going to be interesting to uh, to see. But yeah, I think it makes it a lot harder for us to mm. uh, to try and second guess the writers because you know. It's a different foundation that we're building on. Um, you know, one of the things that really struck me with um, Tom particularly was, although he's he's really different to George, um, he's he, he he is so desperate to be human as well in his own way. And I absolutely love Tom. I think he's such a lovely character, and I and I think you're going to see. The comedy elements he brings to it are just fantastic. We got a few oh, hints. I loved of it his last job interview. Night. Yeah, I loved his job interview. Yeah, it's like if you got a CV, no, I just bought the folder. That's <laughs> <was> brilliant. <laughs> even even McNair gave me a name when he ate my parents. I yeah. loved that line. <laughs> but he's very funny. And then Hal, I'm sure of the the things you've noticed as well. I mean, so far we kind of know that he's. Um, 
a vampire that's been living a quiet life and has managed to, you know, since 1955. And that shows a real desire in him to be human. And I think that's going to, you know, as the series wears on, that's going to become the new terrific foundation for for the three in the in the new house you know because they they have to they all have the same desires that they always had except that annie has i suppose seen so much now hasn't she yeah she's she's going to be probably the one that needs the most help doesn't probably you know to ground herself oh i sat there on sunday night and the whole bit where the vampire's taking the baby. I'm like pretty much screaming at the TV. It's like, hey, just take the guy, take the guy. It's like, Gum, dun. it's like, wah. <laughs> it's like, just rent a ghost up behind him, stab the guy. It's like, just, Burr. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's wonderful, Annie. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a show that, um, is really owned by the fans, you know. It really, really is. I mean, I saw an article in the Daily Mail. Did you see it on the weekend? I don't tend to read that paper, but I <laughs> got forwarded a link and it said, Being Human, the show that just won't die was the title. And I was like, grrr. But actually they went underneath on to say that um, it was just so loved that it's it's almost become like not the bbc's anymore you know it's become yeah. property of the fan and they have a right to want it to continue yes no I, I i walked into, into in the myself office at home and i got a big um being human poster up on the wall in there and it's like i looked and i was like okay dead it's like well he was dead but dead dead it's like okay dead <laughs> it's like and she was dead to start with so okay <laughs> so <laughs> but uh yeah no it, it's it, it's odd i mean because because i you know i've got quite a few friends in the us and stuff um um it, it's it's strange that i know there's the whole us version of the show but i've never seen it and so far i've had no desire to see it and it it's noticeable that even though in the us this show the, the, the our version and their version um i've not seen any sign of anybody in the uk wanting to bring the us version across because i just don't think i think they appreciate that i don't think it would do very well because <laughs> no. it doesn't matter how good a show it is it's the original is so loved in the uk that it would have to overcome huge obstacles and stuff i think you're right yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting as well because I know that um, not necessarily all of the online content that we get in the UK was, I, I believe, was shown at the same time in the US last year. Oh, uh, right, okay. So I don't too. Well, it's hard to know not being there. But um, do you know that when the US air this season, is there an intention, do you know, for them to also get the whole scroll thing online somewhere and stuff? It's just, you know, there's obviously all this content that we get that adds to the richness of the show. And I sort of just wondered, do other fans around the world get that as well, do you think? Or I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works because the, the, it's commissioned by the, by the BBC. I mean, I'd be very surprised if it's not offered to BBC America. Um, but they they might have different um, 
communities and needs. I mean, it's a huge job managing this in the UK. And I, I'm not sure about audience sizes and budgets over there, but perhaps it's possible they don't have the the resource to put someone on it, you know, for mm. the, you know, the amount of time yeah. that needs to be on it. I don't know. But okay. you, you guys can, the US guys can see everything but the videos, though. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. they normally get to see the videos within yeah. not long. I've seen, I've, <laughs> I've seen a few sneaky links links go up. <laughs> yes. But but the um you know I mean that's online we expect it but you know the um the the, the main thing online they will be able to join in with though the scrolls because they'll be um, high res photos. Ah, cool. Mm, so that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think the uh, the intention of why I was having a chat with you today was just to find out a bit more about you and the show and bits and pieces. So that, that's been great. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get you back in a few weeks' time as the series has been moving on a bit. And hopefully, I'll try and get some um, from questions from people that uh, uh, listen to the podcast and stuff. And uh, we can sort of go through those and uh, see what kind of weird things they come up with to ask. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for asking me, and and it's been, um, on a like, <laughs> it's it's quite it's been quite hard work, and you know, obviously really rewarding. But it's been so great to have, um, you know, people be so welcoming. It really it really has, because it, it was quite intimidating coming in at the beginning. I was like nervously knocking at the door going oh my god <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good so, <laughs> no I mean I, I really appreciate you, you taking the time because I know this is such an insanely busy time for you and uh, and this is probably half an hour that you would have otherwise spent sleeping or resting so uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you, uh, you you taking the time to talk with us um, so uh, so yeah any any final words at all and Oh, just, uh, I mean, just, I suppose I would say in terms of, oh, my God, I'm blabbering on. <laughs> I think I would probably say that stick with season four. If it feels unfamiliar, it's it's going to move into a place that you love. That's my parting parting words for you. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Rebecca, and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. Okay. I'll, I'll see you later, guys. Being Human Cast is a non-profit podcast. Being Human is owned by the BBC and Touchpaper. No copyright infringement is intended. Music used is from Podsafe Audio. You can contact us at feedback at beinghumancast.com or via our website www.beinghumancast.com Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll see you later.